Welcome, and thank you for downloading Movement Christian Church's sermon podcast. Here at Movement, we are passionate about God's Word and helping each other move closer to God. Thank you for choosing to grow with us today. And now, here's our lead minister, Bobby Wallace. We are talking about our series still, All I Want for Christmas is, guess what today is? Peace. Peace. All I want for Christmas is peace. Um, 19 years ago, right about this time of the year, um, Sherry and I were starting to realize that our peaceful and our silent nights would soon be coming to an end. We found out about um, this guy. There's going to be a picture. Here's another one. And then he turned into six foot two in the middle back there. And we started realizing from that time on that our silent nights and our peaceful nights, they were never going to end because we just kept adding more to our family, more to our family, more to our family. It's such a cool thing. And uh, I say that all in, I mean, there were nights they're like, oh, Lord Jesus, give me a little bit of peace. <laughs> you know, when different things are going on, you know, all different stages of life. But overall, what we gave up in peace, we gained in laughter and memories and all kinds of growing experiences. And it, it's been a big blessing. But honestly, there have been still some times that our peace has been stolen. I'm not talking about you know, diaper changes in the middle of the night and feedings and, you know, colic and all that. I'm not talking so much about that. I'm talking about the things that happen at all stages when you worry about your kids. They're sick. You don't know what's going on. Or when they get older and you want them to make all the right choices and you want them to do everything you didn't do and then you don't want them to do most of the stuff that you did. <laughs> And that takes your peace away, right? It can really scare you. It can really tear you up inside. And it steals your peace. And it's easy to worry and shed tears. It, you know, and there's many sleepless nights of crying. And sometimes even the baby's crying too, you know. <laughs> it's mostly us sometimes. And you trade those late night feedings and for worries about their future. And you're wondering if you're fit for the job of being a parent. And all the while your peace kind of slips away. Peace can be fleeting, can it? It can be hard to come by. This past couple of years, it's been really hard to find peace in any sense. We've seen fears and worries about sickness and disease and racial strife and our nation pitting against one another. And we long for peace. Peace is probably pretty high on all of our Christmas lists. And if it could be purchased, you know, if it could just be purchased. But guess what? The good news is what? Peace can be purchased. And it was purchased. The most important form of peace that you and I can ever have is peace between God and mankind. That's the most important kind of peace there is. And you and I can't earn it or buy it. But the beauty is, is that one could buy it. He could purchase it. And he did with his blood on the cross. He did with his life. He did in so many ways. He, he purchased it when we could not, we couldn't buy it. We couldn't earn it. And he did it. And it says in Colossians chapter 1, beginning in verse 19. It says, for God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ 
And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and your actions. Yet now he has reconciled you and me to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he was brought, has brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Through this little baby. <laughs> One of my many children was uh, Joseph and he was <laughs> kind of, crying the whole time. I was like, that's probably more realistic than we care to admit. <laughs> maybe little baby Jesus, no crying he makes, but maybe Joseph cry a whole lot, <laughs> you know, because he's like, oh man, this is a big burden, you know, but this little baby Jesus comes and the, the weight of the world was placed on him and his death on the cross purchased your freedom and my freedom. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you came in here hearing the whispers in your ear. It doesn't matter the things that have been done to you. But Jesus has made you faultless through his blood if you've surrendered your life to him. And you can be free today if you are not already free. And God foretold us that he would do this through Jesus. Even before that, he told us in Genesis 22 when he called Abraham to sacrifice his only son of the promise, his true firstborn son, Isaac. I can't imagine the feeling of, I don't know any other way to describe it, but terror. When God said to Abraham, kill this child, that you've waited for for close to a hundred years. Kill him. I cannot imagine what that was like. Just the, the fear, the, the anger, the uh, just disbelief. I, I cannot imagine the list of emotions that he probably went through. And it says in scripture later on in Hebrews that in his mind, Isaac was as good as dead because he was like, I, I've got to do it. I have to obey God. God is, and he had hope and faith that God would resurrect his son. But he was going to have to take his son's life. He had this overwhelming faith to be willing to sacrifice his son in faith that God would raise him from the dead. And God spared Abraham's son that day. But many years later, God did not spare his own son. As that story was being told in Genesis 22, as it was taking place, a real event it looked like Isaac was going to be the picture of Jesus. And in a way, he was. He was. He carried the wood just like Jesus carried the wood of the cross up the hill. And many scholars believe that that may have been the same region of hills that Jesus was crucified on many years later. There's so many pictures that point to Jesus. But then ultimately, God provided, it says, God provided himself the sacrifice. In Genesis 22, it was a ram caught in the bushes, but then later on, it was Jesus, God himself, providing himself as the sacrifice. God did not spare his own son. 
And I can't imagine the pain in the father in his heart to hear his son cry out in Matthew 27, verse 46. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I can't imagine that little baby boy you saw in the pictures. I can't imagine any of my other children, the ones you saw in that picture. I don't care how little or how old they get. I cannot imagine giving the life of any of my children for any of you. Now, I like y'all a lot, but not that much. (laughs) I would probably lay down my life. I would probably lay down my life. I'm not going to be so bold to say, oh, yeah, I absolutely would, but I probably would. I'm just honest. (laughs) But I don't know if I could lay the life of my child down for any of you, especially knowing how we are. And God knows better how we are than any of us could ever wrap our minds around. He knew exactly the ways that we would half-heartedly worship Him. He knew the times that we would utterly reject Him. He knew the times that we would walk away from Him. And yet, He still laid His Son on that altar of sacrifice on the cross. And I cannot imagine pain of the father as he heard his son who had been sinless up to that point bearing the sin of the entire world crying out my God my God why have you forsaken me I cannot imagine my child looking at me if I willingly let him die and saying those words to me and because God forsook Jesus you and I can have peace with God a price we could not pay he paid it all And we take communion each week to remember what Jesus did for us that we could not do. He made peace when we could not. But as long as we're alive, we struggle, don't we? You know, if you give your life to Jesus, I hope and pray that you understand that God has, you've accepted that peace that he made between you and him. But then peace is still hard to come by, isn't it? Because as long as we've got flesh, this flesh on us, and as long as we still are alive until Jesus comes back or until we take our last breath, it's going to be a struggle between the spirit and the flesh. And that fear and your peace is going to be fleeting. It's going to want to leave. And we're going to struggle and we're going to wrestle. And our peace can be very temporary. So what I want you to do in these next few moments is remember that Jesus didn't spare his own son so that you could have peace. And I don't want you to do your very best to cling to that peace. And accept the challenge to hold nothing back from Jesus so that you can learn to live in his peace. You see, the reason that our peace is fleeting, even after we give our lives to Jesus, is because we still try to hold on to so much other stuff and so much control and so much power and so much wisdom and so much knowledge of our own. But as long as we're holding on to that and trying to hold on to Jesus with the other arm, our peace will always be fleeting. And so as we take communion in the next few moments, here in just a moment, I want you to remember that you hold in your hands this reminder of the body and the blood of Jesus. That he died on the cross so that you could have peace with God. And then remind yourself that just like he gave everything, he wants you to give everything to him so that you can experience a little bit of that peace on earth like we're going to experience face to face for all eternity. 
So what are you holding on to that's keeping you from experiencing the peace that Jesus bought for you? There's going to be a song, a video that's going to play. And forgive me, it's a little bit grainy, but it's a song called Holy is the Lord. And it's set to clips from a movie about Abraham and Isaac. And I'm going to encourage you to hold a few moments before you take communion. Watch this, and when you're ready during this song, take communion and remember that Jesus gave it all for you. And he's calling you to give it all back to him so that you can walk in his peace. Thank you for listening to Movement Christian Church's sermon podcast. Want to learn more about us? You can do that by visiting our website at movementchristianchurch.com or on our app available on iOS and Android devices under Movement NC.